Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. Well, today, Ben, we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on November 27th, 2014, titled, Give the Mayor Credit, School Graduation Rates Are Up. Yeah, I gave him credit for something. You write about the announcement from Chicago Public Schools, or CPS, that about 70% of its students who start high school end up graduating. Mm -hmm. This is up from the situation in the 90s when the dropout rate was over 50%. percent mm -hmm. You also credit this turnaround to a practice that some call social promotion, yes. whereby failing students are passed on to the next grade rather than held back. Yes, I'm a big believer in social promotion, yes. In your article, you argue that passing students is clearly better than holding them back because the latter makes it more likely they'll quit school. If you want to lower your dropout rate, it's better. Yeah. That is correct. But it also benefits students. Presumably, it's better off for a student to be in school than out of school and to get a high school diploma than not get a high school diploma. In contrast, this month, the University of Chicago Consortium on Chicago School Research issued a report. In its report, the consortium concluded that, based on ACT test scores, many CPS students remain unprepared for college. I'll take it a step further. I've talked with employers and post-secondary school teachers who end up with CPS high school graduates who read poorly, write terribly, can't do math, etc. They wonder how a student can graduate from high school so poorly prepared. What do you say to those people? This is a very crucial point. This was one that was advocated by Paul Vallis and Jerry Chico and Mayor Daley back in the 90s where they said they were going to make certain that a high school diploma in Chicago meant something by flunking kids who are not passing their courses or uh, scoring high in standardized tests. And what they discovered is that, first of all, it cost money to hold them back and send them to summer school, which our dead broke system couldn't afford. But then we found that we were driving up the dropout rate by doing this. So because we wanted to save that money on summer school courses and because we wanted to reduce the dropout rate, we moved toward the current program, which is now, I guess, a form of social promotion. So when you ask me what's better for society, that we have students who remain in school longer but may or may not be graduating with the skills that employers need, or to have kids drop out without the skills, I would tell them it's better to have them in school. If they're not acquiring the skills either way, the benefit of having them in school is that you feel like they're going to benefit in some way. First of all, it's better to be in school than out of school when you're 16 years old. Just, just to be off the streets. Just off the streets. Then there's also always the possibility that if you're in school, I realize this sounds incredibly naive and idealistic, you might actually stumble upon some program, some curriculum, some activity that will spark you and lead you on to bigger and better things. At least you're exposed. You're exposed, yeah. One of the things that CPS teachers say impedes learning is the increasing amount of time taken up with testing. Yes. One of the lesser known problems with CPS requiring more testing is that it interferes with the learning of students who aren't taking the test. Here's how one CPS elementary school teacher described it. Because his school's computers are all in one place, the computer lab, and all testing takes place in the lab, the school's computers are inaccessible to all students for a full 25% of the school wow. year while various tests yeah. are being done. 
What have you heard recently about testing? The testing phenomenon is part and parcel the same measurement phenomena that really the graduation rate is a part of. So we're obsessed with establishing a metric, a way of measuring the value of our public school system. So in many ways, it's an artificial metric. It's just some kind of statistical means of getting accolades to the all-powerful mayor. There's no really substance to it. I happen to think that of all the silly metrics get thrown out by the Board of Ed on a regular basis to sort of justify how they're spending our money, the graduation rate is fairly significant because, again, I do believe there's a value in keeping students in school for longer. Going back to these obsessive standardized tests, it's become a tool to try to gauge the effectiveness of a teacher and a principal by holding him or her accountable for performances of students. So you're teaching the tests. You're just wasting everyone's time, in my humble opinion. These standardized tests originally were intended to be a a device to sort of help the teachers understand what a child's needs are. And now it's become a way of punishing the teacher or holding a teacher accountable. So I just think it's just become an industry, not unlike, I think you made a reference to the military earlier. It just becomes its own way of making money. I I wish we could wean ourselves of them and move away from them, but uh, we seem to be heading in the other direction. Thanks for describing it, Ben, and thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Listeners, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, you can do that by going on your web to chigob.com. Look for the box that says Follow Shy Gov, or search for Inside Chicago Government on iTunes. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.